The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to a new edition of the Cards Cast. Cardinal, Cardinal Authority Senior Writer Michael McCammon here with publisher Jody Demling. And Jody, it's been a while since we've been able to, to sit down and kind of go over everything. So looking forward to this one. Obviously, great having you back in, in your your continued path to recovery, uh, but a lot, so a lot to go over. Um, and let's start with football. They've been doing quite well on the recruiting front that, you know, they've loaded up seven commitment commitments deep. Now, all of those coming since the shutdown started. So coaches staff doing a fantastic job reaching out, making community, you know, with their communication and a relationship building. Uh, so, so let's start with football and, and their most recent, you know, addition we talked about the other day, Raheem Craig, but he becomes, number seven. you know, right now, defensive heavy. Yeah, it is. And I and I think um, let's well, first of all, let me start by saying it's glad to be I'm glad to be back to doing these regular podcasts and uh, we'll do one and maybe two each week. It just depends. And uh, we'll do some with the commitments. I'm hoping we do one a little later on this afternoon, Michael. We still don't know yes. for sure. Um, but uh, but there's a chance at, at some point this weekend, I, let's say not I won't I won't specifically say today, but at some point this weekend, let's hope we do another one for a commitment. But, um, yeah, you know, this this is an interesting class because. I think when it's all said and done, I mean, it's going to be 25. Um, it's going to end up probably, I think they, I, I don't think they'll be able to take more than 25 and count them back. It'll, it'll all just depend on, on how this class, you know, plays out. But, but I think uh, <clears throat> 25 will be the number. And, and by my calculations, I'm thinking 14 defensive and 11 offensive guys uh, is how that this class um, you know, will play out. My my gut feeling says three safeties, three corners, uh, three linebackers, three defensive ends, and two defensive linemen uh, is how that this this class will play out on defense. And uh, and when you look at what they've got already, um, when you look at what they've got already, they've got uh, two of the three safeties uh, in Braylon Oliver and Benjamin Perry, and uh, and they also have two of the three defensive ends in Vic Brown and uh, Raheem Craig. So. Four defensive guys on the board with uh, with ten more guys left. My prediction uh, with that, um, they're in on some good guys. They're in on some big time guys, and they're in on on some guys that could be making decisions, you know, sometime here soon, Michael. Um, but but yeah, defense is a main focus. And you know, we heard Brian Brown all last season talk about depth and and needing more depth in this spring, talking about even though the class that they signed it was was had some good defensive players in it and remember they picked up two guys from the 2019 class who didn't enroll re-enrolled now and and are on the team that were both defensive guys as well so you add more depth there but they still need help on defense they do and and I like that they got 
you know, defensive ends already on the board could, could be adding another one uh, this weekend. And then, you, you know, you look to the offensive side, they also have two along the offensive line. So the attention to the trenches early is really impressive in this class. Um, on the offensive side with the, the offensive linemen, you got Aaron Gunn and Zen Malowski. I'm probably butchering his last name, so apologies there for the kid from just across the river at Floyd Central. You know, two kids that uh, Dwayne Ledford, you know, seems to really, really like, and, and and we've seen, you know, what he's been able to do just in one year on campus with the offensive linemen. So really excited to see what he's got to, in store. We'll be adding more along the, the offensive front, you know, potentially up to five guys along the offensive line as well. So, yeah, Jody, I agree. I think it's going to, when yeah. it's all said and done, I think it will be defensive heavy, you know, yeah. fill in those spots that they need to. Yeah, I think they'll. I think they'll take two more linemen. I think they'll take three wide receivers. They have one tight end in Vic Mullen. I think they'll take another one, and then one quarterback and one running back. Um, the quarterback and running back are not as. Um, it's not. You don't really. I mean, they're not like ones that they you have to press for uh, to get you know a guy right away. I mean, those are things that those are positions that a lot of guys have come off the board. And, and, and I think you kind of, with the way this year is, there's going to be a lot of decommitments and there's going to be a lot. I think they'll kind of continue to just evaluate guys. You know, Amante Watkins is a guy who Louisville just started recruiting, you know, a month or so ago, but they're in there really good. He's a four-star. They offered, he's a four-star. They've done a couple of virtual visits and, uh, uh, and have a chance with him. But, but I think the running back and the quarterback are ones that we'll see down the road um, that, that will make a decision you know, sometime a little bit later. Um, it, it's it's an interesting class to me, Michael, because um, if they get if they get Ashton Gillette, who I think who we both have crystal balls in this weekend, the uh, the defensive end from uh, uh, from Boca Raton, Florida. If they get a commitment from him, he is he told you last night that he could be committing at some point in the next week or so. If they get a commitment from him. They move up, Michael, to number 41 on the, on the board right now, and that's with only eight commitments uh, that, that they have. So this is a, a class that's really, really good uh, as far as quality and also as far as what they, the, the positions that they do need. Let's, let's talk about some guys. Michael, let's start with offense Let's because uh, defense— uh, we'll talk more about it, but let's start with offense and get a, get a, go through there real quick. Um, uh, the the big buzz right now um, in, for Louisville and and it's good buzz uh, is is Amari Bruce um, uh, Amari Bruce Higgins uh, Amari Huggins Bruce I'm sorry uh, I always say the Bruce first but Amari Huggins Bruce uh, is the six foot 163 pound slot receiver uh, from Dillon South Carolina. And it's basically Louisville and Virginia Tech, from what I understand. And uh, Virginia Tech picked up a commitment from a wide receiver yesterday. Uh, and it looks like uh, that that Louisville uh, is in really good shape with him. And, uh, and I'll be interested to see uh, if any crystal balls come in. I've been thinking about it, uh, but I haven't put one in yet for him. Right now he has four uh, <clears throat> crystal balls to Virginia Tech. Uh, but uh, But we'll have to wait and see. He's... The number 468 prospect in the composite. So it would be a huge get if they can land him. And there's a lot of buzz right now about him. Yeah, and he's a kid, you know, that, that you know makes me miss Omaha in the College World Series because that's where I was. I recall I was actually at University of Louisville's baseball practice at some high school in suburban Omaha this time last year. Um, had an opportunity to talk to Amari, and at that point he was head over heels 
for Gunter Brewer and University of Louisville and the opportunity here. Obviously, time has passed. Recruiting has picked up. But like you said, between Louisville and Virginia Tech at this point, and, and like you, kind of getting that itchy finger, maybe doing a, a crystal ball here soon for him as well. Yeah, and 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 I think when you look at uh, uh, the wide receiver position, he would be the, the number one guy there. They've got some other guys. I think they will take definitely take two, probably three, like I said earlier. <clears throat> but he is the main guy there and uh, would be a huge get uh, for this for this staff. Tight end is a big one. Vic Mullen is a very good tight end. Vic Mullen is a guy uh, that is a big guy, going to be physical, but they need another one. Uh, maybe a little more, I don't want to say athletic because Vic Mullen is super athletic, but uh, maybe more of the, the prototype tight end kind of thing. Uh, I, I think Jordan Dingle is is the kid from Bowling Green. Uh, I, I look at it, it's, it's one of two or three schools and Louisville's in the mix there. Uh, and I think Lawson uh, Albright is the other one, Michael. And it sounds like it's just a couple of schools uh, for, you know, and Louisville's in the middle uh, there with Lawson uh, as well. He's a, a big tight end from Grinsley uh, High School in uh, Greensboro, <clears throat> North Carolina. And again, Virginia Tech, Boston College, and Louisville in there with him. So the tight end position is one uh, that's going to be definitely of need because after this year, it's just going to be um, uh, Marshawn Ford left in that tight end room. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, Steve Holt obviously wants to, to bulk things up there. And Lawson Albright, uh, and then you brought up, I had a chance to talk to him uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And even at that point, you know, he was talking about how Louisville extremely high on his list. Um, you know, a guy that, you know, like many would hope to make visits before making a decision uh, that's not able to. So a guy to certainly keep an eye on and one that Louisville certainly likes. All right, let's go. Uh, we'll go some defensive guys just to get uh, just to get some guys out there and, and let you know. Yep. I'm actually going to start a new uh, uh, a, a new th- thing, and, and this uh, this kid will be prominent in that uh, that new uh, piece on the site uh, sometime <clears throat> on Saturday afternoon. Uh, we're going to do a recruiting scoop a couple times a week. I know a lot of a lot of the sites do them every day. Uh, I don't want to do it every day just because uh, I, I want I want it to be good stuff. I want to be it to be quality stuff. And 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 quite honestly, right now. <laughs> Um, some, some days there's not a whole lot because, uh, because of the shutdown, but, uh, Caden Fordham will be a big part of that uh, today because I think Louisville is in a very good position. I think Louisville is going to end up getting him. I have not done a crystal ball yet, but I, uh, I will, uh, at some point, uh, uh, here in the near future when I get one more source to, to tell me, uh, what I've been hearing, but he is a, uh, 6'2", 220 pound safety who I think will play that outside linebacker spot at Louisville from Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida, the Bowl School, uh, Court Dennison and uh, Derek Nicholson uh, doing a good job of of, of, of down there. Uh, Derek Nicholson, the new head coach, is or the new the new assistant coach, the new linebackers coach, is the uh, the lead recruiter uh, there on Fordham, and I think Louisville is going to end up getting him. Uh, a couple other names to throw out there: the Jackson Hamilton kid, uh, another linebacker, uh, uh, also um, uh, linebacker Thomas. James Jackson. I was going to say Thomas Jackson. James Jackson, uh, and and then of course Jeray Williams, Terrence Williams' uh, son. From what I understand, Louisville's still in the lead. I'm not changing my crystal ball. As a matter of fact, we're doing confidence picks on crystal balls now, Michael. And yeah. I went in and put my Jeray Williams confidence pick up to ten, uh, but I don't think it's going to happen right now. I think it'll be probably uh, towards more towards the end of the month. He's got some academic. Uh, 
uh, things that uh, some some tests and some things that he needs to focus on. And not nothing wrong. It's just, uh, just the priorities. End, <clears throat> the end of the year and priorities, yeah. and uh, and he's got to make sure uh, to get those things right, and then and then he'll do the uh, and then he'll worry uh, then about uh, about the commitment or 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 making a decision uh, then. So, uh, but I really like where Louisville stands with Fordham, uh, Caden Fordham, and with Jare Williams. Daquan Gonzalez, a guy you talked to the other day, a cornerback out of Jensen Beach, Florida, another one uh, that's, that seems to be climbing on, on the Louisville chart to, to keep an eye on as well. So, yeah, you know, extensive watch list, which, you know, we'll continue to update. As Jody mentioned, we'll have frequent daily or not daily, but uh, multiple updates throughout the week. Uh, you know, so, it you know, it, that's kind of what the shutdown's been doing. You can have a couple days of real quiet. And then it seems like three or four guys want to commit within two days of each other. So, you know, we'll get to we'll make sure we cover it all uh, at Cardinal Authority. No doubt about it. And it's uh, it's it's kind of an interesting time because uh, I do think there will be a lot of decommitments in this class. There's a ton of commitments. There's over 800 commitments right now in the class across the across the country. This time last year. Just okay. Yeah, you're getting ready to say. Go ahead. Sorry. This time last year, am I right? That was just. It was. I think it was 500. Right, Michael. Is yeah. that what we were told? Last yeah, the time last year was like three to four hundred more this year. Crazy. <clears throat> Yeah, it's three to four hundred more this year. There's going to be a ton of de- decommitments. There's only seventy decommitments so far right now, as of yesterday. There will be a ton of decommitments, and and that's the thing. You're going to have to um, you're going to have to make sure um, that that you keep the guys you've got on board. Ben Perry is a perfect example. There will be an update of uh, of rankings at some point in the next uh, ten days. And I think Ben Perry is going to make a huge jump in our rankings, Michael. Louisville now is going to have to fight off the schools that were battling. And now some of the bigger schools are going to see he's going to have a higher ranking and they're going to come in. But it, it's it's imperative for the coaches. And that's why Louisville is in a good spot because they've got a good staff to do this, to not only get these guys, but to then keep them over the course uh, between now and December. So that's a huge, uh, a huge, huge deal. Hey, one thing real quick. Um, you know, it sounds like, uh, on June 1st, they'll probably be allowing some, I don't know if it'll be the entire team or team and, and you know, some, some kids here or there and some coaches. I think there'll be some people back on campus if things go uh, like everybody hopes they go in the, over the course of the next few days. Um, and, and I think it's, it's uh, a shout out to Mike Siriano and his staff and uh, uh, Emily Artner, the, uh, the nutritionist for the football team. The Louisville, the Louisville football team is, uh, has, from what I understand, has been in good hands and and doing good things. There's no way the coaches can tell for sure uh, because they don't, they don't see these guys every day, but from what they can see on zoom and FaceTime and all that kind of stuff uh, that, that Louisville should come back. And, and, and and again, Scott Satterfield has said six weeks, but it should come back in six weeks and be just where almost where they left off in spring ball because of the job uh, that these uh, coaches have done. Uh, during this off time. Yeah, there's no way these kids at home can can match what they would you know get from Coach Siriano in the over at the Howard Schnellberger complex. You know, but we've heard about their creativity, their their accountability within the position groups and how they're motivating and pushing each other. So it sounds like you know they're doing as best as they can, you know, through the guidance of the strength coach and the nutritionist staff, uh, to be in, in as great shape and as best condition as you can in such a unique time. And and you know, obviously it will be in a very exciting moment if once the the, the students and the athletes and you know, student athletes start getting back on campus. And of course, you know, we'll have it all you know, at Cardinal Authority. But you're looking to, I'm really looking forward to seeing how it progresses, you know, from an athlete standpoint, you know, from a fan standpoint, from a media standpoint, 
So still a lot of uh, questions out there to be answered, but certainly things moving in the right way. And real quick, I know we want to transition over to basketball as well, but <clears throat> while we've got your attention, while you're listening to us, go to your favorite uh, podcast outlet, whether it be you know iTunes or Spotify or wherever it might be. Give us a like, you know, five star rating. Give us a nice review. Make sure you share us uh, on your with your friends. Post it on Facebook if you'd like. So appreciate uh, getting a lot of positive feedback for these, and we we appreciate that. So make sure you continue to spread the word. Yeah, and also when you see commitment come up for uh, for Louisville, know that at some point within a couple of hours after that commitment, we're uh, mm-hmm. going to get caught up and we're going to do a podcast uh, on that commitment, be it uh, football uh, or be it uh, uh, men's basketball. And uh... Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You know, Michael, speaking of men's basketball, um, so a couple couple of things to get out of the way first. First of all, uh, there is a spot open on the roster for this coming season. But as I understand it, uh, and as we've talked before, the staff is in no rush. Um, they like what they have right now as far as a core group. Um, if they can get, um, if they can find a post player in the grad transfer market um, that is uh, that they feel like uh, is capable to come in and not just be a role player, but come in and actually help out, um, they don't want a guy. Uh, they don't want to take a guy who is going to come in and maybe play four, five, six, eight minutes a game. They want a guy that's going to come in uh, and is going to push. Um, you know, Malik and going to push Aiden and going to push uh, for a starting spot. So they don't just want to take anybody and they're not going to rush it. So I think it's one of those deals where uh, it's just going to be one of those things and, and they might not use it. I mean, they might uh, uh, it might not be anybody uh, that, that comes out. But with that said, every day there are a couple of guys uh, here, there and everywhere that uh, that pop up in the transfer portal. Now, the most recent ones have all been really good guards. And I just don't think, I mean, the way Louisville has is set up right now <clears throat> with, you know, with getting Carly Jones, with having David Johnson, um, you know, with with having the roster that they have. I, I just don't think that they'll take another guard. I think it will be a post, uh, but they're not in they're not in a rush. Yeah. And listening to Chris Mack during his teleconferences, you know, it, initially it sounded like they may be. You know, looking at some people, but things you know fell certain different ways, and 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 as things progress, it sounds like you know either they're going to find the right guy that, like as you said, can legitimately compete, or or just potentially just sit on it and not use it. So yeah. you know, obviously they've gotten you know high ratings for what they've been able to accomplish in the grad transfer markets already. You know, number one in Brian Snow's list for for you know who's been the most successful in the in the transfer market. So you know, in the backcourt, I think they're sitting in a, in a great position at this point, and just need yeah. to if they find the right guy. Then, then take them. If not, just sit on it. And then, uh, and then some good news here. Um, you know, there, it had been reported several other places about Bryce Hopkins and potentially a decommitment. I've been told by at least four sources now. One, one including very close to Bryce Hopkins, uh, who definitely knows the situation and uh, and and actually lives in his house. Um, but uh, but uh, um, he he's fine. He was not going to decommit. Uh, there's never really been any talk of it. As I've said before, 
you know, with the NOA and the NCAA investigation, it's just going to have to see how this thing plays out uh, and all that kind of stuff before uh, before this class. I mean, this is a tough class for Chris Mack and his staff to to go recruit. You want to recruit the best players. You want to get the best players. Bryce Hopkins is one of the best players in the country. But if something happens, uh, then it's going to be tough to hang on to a bunch of these guys. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, kind of how it um, kind of how it plays out. And I think uh, the good news right now is Bryce Hopkins is a Louisville Cardinal commitment. And he actually loves Chris Mack, loves Luke Murray, loves this staff and really wants to be a Cardinal. So uh, good news there. Michael, they've been offering some guys in, uh, in, in here and there and, and everywhere across the country in the last few weeks. Um, it, it's it's tough. I mean, it's tough right now without getting – basketball is diff, more difficult than football, in my opinion. Football guys will commit to keep a spot. Basketball guys are just playing this thing out and seeing how many scholarships they can get. And not a, not a lot of guys popping here and there. Um, off of the board, really, in basketball. Uh, and it just seems like it gets, you know, the competition's getting bigger and bigger and bigger for the guys that they're looking at. You know, L. Ellis, you know, a perfect example, a guy that, you know, when Louisville offered, you know, some people were kind of, you know, scratching their heads and going, who is this? And now he's become one of the top, you know, recruits nationally, you know. So, this you know, without these AAU camps, you know, it's made things certainly a lot more challenging, not only for the coaches and their evaluation. And on that point, I like what we're seeing out of Chris Mack and his staff, you know, with their continuity to, to evaluate through game film, building relationships. And we're seeing these new offers reach out. But it's also making it difficult from the athlete standpoint, you know, to, to really get to know, you know, the, what opportunities are existing out there for since they can't show themselves off as much. Yep. A quick run, just a quick rundown here uh, for you on, at the point guard position. I think Louisville's in a good spot with Ellis. He has gotten a lot of offers. He's become one of the hot guys in the country. Um, he is the, uh, the junior college, uh, guy. Uh, he's actually originally from Durham, North Carolina point guard. Uh, you know, Zach Setembre is his actual Juco coach. Zach is a Louisville guy is, is from Louisville. Uh, actually, uh, um, went to St. X and, and, uh, coached, he, I know he coached at Mayo and I think he was the head coach at collegiate for a little while. So, you know, he's got some familiarity with, uh, with this, uh, with around here. So, uh, so there's that for that. JD Davison's an interesting one. Uh, he's the kid from Alabama. It'll be tough to beat Alabama and Memphis and Kansas are both in there as well. But Louisville, I think, is way up there for uh, for J.D. Davison. And I think Jalen Warley is a kid from uh, uh, the kid from Pennsylvania who had a virtual visit on Friday. They're in there with him. And I like Tyrese Hunter, the kid they just offered this week from uh, from Wisconsin. And I think they've got a good chance uh, to do to do some stuff, uh, you know, with with him as far as um, what I'll call like the small forward, the Samuel Williamson spot. Let's just say that the, the small forward, kind of the three position, Aminu Muhammad, they're in good shape with him. And Harrison Ingram is a guy that I think Louisville uh, could end up uh, being in like the final one or two. He's a kid from Dallas, Texas. He actually works out with Samuel Williamson has got a good familiarity with, uh, with Chris Mack and, uh, and also, uh, you know, with Luke Murray. And then at the post, you know, I think Trey Kaufman uh, still, is the guy that uh, that that is really uh, they've they've put a lot of time into him. It sounds like Louisville and Indiana, but then Efton Reed and Roosevelt Wheeler are guys that Louisville is right there for. I mean, it's just a matter of 
you know, can they can they stay there and, and, and can they close the deal? So, you know, they're in on a lot of guys. They're in on a lot of good guys. And it's just a matter of uh, uh, of, of trying to, uh, to to get a land a couple of these. Uh, and, and Bryce Hopkins was a good start when they got the commitment from him. Uh, and and I think this could end up being a very good class in a difficult situation. Yeah, it, it certainly is a difficult situation for him, obviously, you know, but I like the, the momentum that they're starting to build with these virtual visits. Uh, and I like the feedback that we're hearing from from the recruits when they're visiting uh, with Mac on how in-depth they're actually going into their what their potential roles could be on the team and really kind of giving them a sense of what opportunities currently exist. You know, and that's kind of hard to do when when you're not getting guys on campus. You know, guys like Dallin Coleman had a chance to talk to him, the, 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 the four-star kid. You know, out of Florida, you know, he was offered, you know, had a nice virtual tour and offered uh, within the last month or so. So I think they're doing a fantastic job. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, under very difficult circumstances, you drop this latest bit from the from the NOA and things get even get more difficult for, for Chris Mack and his staff. But, you know, you're going back to Bryce Hopkins, you look at, at somebody like that. And and even with all the, the the things that have been hanging over this program, you know, if things continue forward and they end up signing. And he suits up in the Louisville uniform. He's amongst the top 20 recruits, you know, in Louisville history as far as rating goes. So, you know, and that gives Mac a couple or three in, in the top 25 and just his short run in, in a difficult time. So um, I like the direction that they're going and, and if all things go well. I, I agree with you. I think it could be a really special 2021 class, but certainly a lot of uh, answers still to be or questions still to be answered. All right. Uh, quick women's basketball update. I don't expect, uh, even though they have a spot now, um, actually, I think they maybe have two spots now um, uh, with with some defections on the roster. I don't expect Louisville to add anyone else for the 2020 class. They've got their I mean, they're loaded. They're going to be so loaded next year. It's uh, it's ridiculous. Um, uh, so that I don't expect that. Now, with that said, uh, they have Peyton Verhulst uh, already committed for the 2021 class. Uh, Alexis Mobley committed for the 2022 class um, and uh, and also for 2021. And uh, I'm, I'm going to do a story and I've been telling Michael I was going to finish the story for four or five days. I'm actually going to finish it up today and uh, and post it uh, on Sunday. Uh, Sydney Shetton, uh, who is a dual sport uh, uh, athlete, she is a volleyball player and a basketball player, six foot five. She had 76 block shots. Uh, during her high school season this year, she's never played club basketball before. She's a club volleyball player, and it's it's kind of crazy that uh, uh, you know she is uh, she's turned into this really good player. She's not ranked because nobody's seen her before because she hasn't played yeah. club. So uh, so it's it's one of those deals where it's kind of a a, a hidden gem. And uh, I think Stephanie Norman, uh, the associate head coach for the University of Louisville, who's been with Jeff Walls the entire time he's been there. Uh, she she might have found another one. She might have found another one that uh, for them. But uh, and they are loaded uh, this season. Peyton Verhost is a top ten player. Uh, this Sydney girl is uh, is going to be really good. And Alexis Mobley in twenty twenty two is a top uh, fifteen player as well. Louisville's got one more spot in that twenty twenty one class. Now, Michael, baseball. Let's talk about for just a second. I miss it. <laughs> I, I miss it too. You know what today is, right? It's eleven. We're we're taping this at eleven o'clock here on uh, on Saturday morning, 
And, and I should be getting ready for the last regular season game of the year at Jim Patterson Stadium. Yep. Louisville and Virginia Tech were scheduled to play uh, at one o'clock in Louisville. I think would have already clinched the ACC championship a couple weeks ago, by the way. Uh, but uh, instead, uh, they're now the guys are getting ready for the draft. And, and I think Louisville's going to turn. I think Louisville's going to um, have a plethora of talent coming back into uh, onto the roster uh, because of the way the Major League Baseball draft is this year with just being five rounds. Michael, it really helps Louisville. Oh, it does. You know, and obviously you're going to lose when you, when you think of Louisville's team last year, you think of Reed Detmers right off the, excuse the pun, right off the bat. And certainly first round guy, you know, not coming back. But you know, when you only have five rounds, that's certainly limiting you know, a lot of guys like Lucas Dunn and other guys on the roster, you know, that, that were look like easy projections for the Major League Baseball draft that are now most likely uh, coming back. It also impacts the extremely talented high school tool uh, pool, uh, limits their chances to get into the Major League Baseball draft, which, as we know, is a big thing for, for a lot of Major League clubs. They like to really uh, go after that elite high school talent. Well, now a lot of those kids are going to make their way to college, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see how it's managed, but for Dan McDonald, he's got a lot of talent coming back from that veteran group and plenty coming in from that younger group as well, and obviously a lot of talent in between. I can't remember now what the number of uh, I can't remember what the number of draft picks in five rounds. It's like one, it's like one seventy maybe or one sixty or one seventy. I think is what uh, is what it was, uh, something like that. But when you look at Baseball America uh, and Perfect Game. Um, Reed Detmers and Bobby Miller are definitely going to be gone. They're both going to yeah. be first round picks. I, I, I think Detmers will be a top 10 pick. He's actually kind of slipped in the last uh, uh, week to 10 days. He's 13 in perfect game projected. And I think uh, 11 in baseball America, Bobby Miller has cre- crept into the first round. And then AJ Vukovic is the, is the stud high school kid. He's projected right now, right around 150. So, I think Louisville will lose him. That that would be tough. Oh, it'd be great to get him. He's a he's a big corner infielder uh, with a ton of power. He won, actually won the home run derby, the high school home run derby last year. Uh, I think they played it in Wrigley Field, as a matter of fact. But uh, but it looks like those are the only guys that they're going to lose. I mean, every as every week goes by, it looks like Louisville's going to get everybody else back, other than Reed Detmers and Bobby Miller. That means. Michael Kirian would be back. That means Luke Smith could be back. That means yeah. Zach Britton, Lucas Dunn could be back. Adam Elliott, it sounds like, wants to come back. Luke Brown, Glenn Albanese, guys like that. I don't think Justin Levy and Danny Oriente will play another senior year. I think they'll just go free, the free agent route uh, or or be done with baseball. But for Dan McDonald and his, and his staff, uh, the biggest, hardest thing now is going to be how do you manage a roster with about 50 guys on it and get it down, uh, you know, to 37. That's going to be hard to do. It is, you know, and obviously you're going to welcome your veterans back with open arms, especially when they're coming from a team that was, you know, projected to be one of the favorites going into Omaha. You know, but how do you manage that, you know, without really upsetting your 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 incoming class too much? So Dan McDonald and Roger Williams and staff have done a great job, you know, managing that. Throughout their careers at Louisville, you know, it seems like every year as they're getting close to that start of the season, we start itching to get that final roster, and it's always impressive uh, the way they're able to, to manage that. But this is going to be obviously a much more difficult task for them to do. But you know, I'm certain that you know, with what's happened in the cancellation of this season, it's a task they're, they're glad to have. Yeah, and don't forget that recruiting class ranked pretty high. 
Uh, it's also going to affect next year's recruiting class, yeah. which yep. is right now ranked number four in the country, I think is the last time I looked, four or five in the country. Uh, a lot of those guys probably will end up coming to, to college now because there's going to be such a backlog of guys. Uh, there's going to be such a backlog of guys from this year's draft. You know what I mean? Like the like, like next year's yeah. draft, yeah. college baseball is going to be loaded next year. It's going to be a lot of fun. And Louisville will again be a top five team next year. And Michael, you know what we'll do? We'll do another podcast next week. Ho- hopefully we'll be doing a commitment podcast coming back here soon uh, uh, in some at some point this weekend or early in the week uh, for some football commitments. But until then, it's been Jody Dimling here, the publisher of CardAuthority.com, and Michael McCammon, the senior writer. We'll see you again. It's the Cards Cast. The hit Paramount Plus original docuseries returns. The last time I saw Max, he looked at us laughing, and then everything changed in a blink of an eye. My feeling as a detective is that he was murdered. Yahoo Entertainment calls it a spine-chilling docuseries, showcasing real-life tragedies. What if it was your child who went missing? We need to know the truth. Never seen again. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.